It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The idea of one-stop shopping. It seems thoroughly modern, right? It gets tied into this instant gratification age that we have. I want it now. I want it immediately. So it seems new. It seems totally original. But when you think about it, the idea of one-stop shopping has been a universal want and need. It just hasn't really been possible. When you're going back to ancient civilizations, what are you doing? You're hunting and gathering. Well, eventually you develop into a farm. When it goes to needing other items, the luxury items and clothing and all those kinds of things, well, maybe you're going to an open market. And then you start trading in different villages. And then cities pop up. And then they have big town squares. Then in the modern day, you have the shopping center, the shopping mall, superstores like Walmart. And then all of them get surpassed and, in a sense, perfected with the modern-day Amazon. And the thing is, it's always been incredibly difficult to build something like this. The technology never existed. The tools were never in place. And now, through the Internet, you have this ability to have warehouses across the country that have basically every product imaginable. And not just that those products are there, but they're high quality. You can use them. Use them regularly. Other people have reviewed them and say, this thing is good because. And you make that purchase. You make that investment. It becomes a part of your life. And and it helps you do all the things that you need to do. I got a, a cell phone. Because I lose the damn thing all the time. So I I got a replacement cell phone on Amazon. I know it's reliable. I know that the shipper's reliable. I didn't have those tools before. One-stop shopping has been perfected. In the NFL, it was perfected in the 90s by a Philadelphia Eagle. And I'll tell you who that is in just a moment on Upon Further Review, where I am Vince Quinn, your host for the show, and thank you for joining the program. We're going to talk about a guy that you might have heard his name in passing, but man, is he underrated. Let's talk about Mr. Keith Byers, number 41 for the Philadelphia Eagles. Keith Byers is absolutely exceptional. 
He's ahead of his time. He's something that, as much as I reflect on the NFL, I can't think of a reasonable match that compares to him. And that's mind-blowing because, one, it was, you know, Keith Byers' heyday. He goes into the NFL in 1986, and he stays until 1998. There's been a lot of good players in that time, and I've watched all of them. But there's no fair comparison. And on top of that, no one really knows about him. For a guy to be that exceptional and good, and and we'll get into all of those details of how, it's interesting how he gets forgotten and moved on from and, and lost in time. But Keith Byers is truly astounding in that one stop shopping mindset. So we will go through that journey of how Keith Byers became that ultimate weapon. When you reflect and review the career of Keith Byers, beginning in college at Ohio State, he immediately jumps off the page. He is a legend of sorts at a great all-time American program. Keith Byers, who was a running back at Ohio State, And pay attention to the positions because, boy, will we travel. Had a pretty good career. And as a freshman, not so much. A couple of carries here and there. Sophomore year, things improved substantially. Keith Byers, in his sophomore year, he gets uh, 222 carries. Almost 1,200 yards. 20 touchdowns. And something that's going to be funny a little bit later, but I'll note it now. 23 catches for 359 yards and a touchdown. That's his sophomore year. And his junior year is one of legend. Keith Byers at Ohio State is nothing short of amazing in 1984. He is the team. I mean, this guy, the workload, the production, the results, he is good. 336 attempts, 764 yards, 22 touchdowns. He has another 42 catches with 479 yards and two touchdowns on top of that. He averaged over 30 touches a game. And to really understand how powerful and dominant he was because those numbers, it it only means so much. There's a game in the Ohio State 1984 season where they're playing the University of Illinois. And it's not pretty. Ohio State had just come off a loss, which in college football, if you follow it, you know that a single loss can be devastating. Well, Ohio State just comes off a loss, and they're playing Illinois, and they're down 24 to nothing. And so they have to rely on Keith Byers, their best player. And it's to the tune of 39 carries, 274 yards, and five touchdowns. Keith Byers was a one-man wrecking crew in this game, single-handedly brings Ohio State back 
And they win the game 45-38, to again down 24 nothing at one point in the contest. And one of the fun things about it, there were two notable touchdowns in the game from buyers, of course. One is the game winner with about 30 seconds left in the game. I think 36, if we want to be exact here. And the other is a handoff where Byers is lined up on the left side of the formation. There's two backs in the backfield split, one on the left, one on the quarterback's right. Byers comes across the formation. He gets the handoff. And with incredible burst, because Keith Byers, for being 6'1 and 245 pounds, man, he can accelerate. And so he gets that handoff, and he bursts past the line, and he moves down the sideline, and he makes a move at the 40-yard line and loses a shoe and continues to burn the Illinois defense to the tune of 67 yards and a touchdown with maybe five defenders trailing him. The play is on YouTube. You can watch it. It's phenomenal. That's the kind of player that Keith Byers is in his junior year of college, and he's so good. Again, 336 yards, 1,764 yards, 22 touchdowns, just rushing. He is the runner-up for the Heisman that season, and the guy that he loses to is one Doug Flutie, who at this point is most notable and had just recently come off a win against Miami where he had the infamous Hail Mary play. Last seconds of the game, way downfield, miraculous play, big finish. Boston College, led by Flutie, wins. So, understandable, the quarterback takes the accolades and Keith Byers is left out in the cold. He'll get it his senior year. Okay, maybe not, because Keith Byers gets injured just a few games into his senior season. He doesn't play the rest of the year. He tries to come back on multiple occasions. He has an injury in his foot. It does not get better. And so he doesn't play. Which is fortunate for the Philadelphia Eagles because in 1986, when Byers enters the draft after his senior year, they're picking 10th. And so a guy who is a Heisman caliber, pass-catching, quality running back, at that time, there's no way he's going to 10. But due to the injuries, he slips a little bit. And he slips right into the arms of Buddy Ryan, who has just started his Eagles tenure as the head coach and is the very first pick of the Buddy Ryan tenure. And worth noting as well that other picks in this draft You had Seth Joyner drafted in the eighth round and Clyde Simmons, two important pieces of the Buddy Ryan era, also drafted in the eighth and ninth of that very same year. So Keith Byers joins the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's a curious thing, honestly, because when you look at most careers, injuries are a bad thing. Keith Byers is an exception to this rule in a very strange way. His rookie season, he injures his foot again. And so he missed some time in training camp. He's able to compete, but he's not 
playing all of the games. He's not starting all of the games. And he's not all that dominant for the Eagles in the stretches where he does play. He has 577 yards on 177 rushes, 3.3 yards an attempt. Not great numbers. And also funny, when talking about Keith Byers, these 577 rushing yards are the highest that he will ever have in his career. But bear with me, because he does some very special things. And it takes a while, because again, he's injured in 1986. 1987, same thing happens again. He's now got injuries in both of his feet. Both of them had happened before the rookie year and second year of his Philadelphia Eagles tenure. He does not take off. And for a guy who understandably has now had three foot injuries in three consecutive years and is a running back, and this is the, at this point, late 80s, mid-80s, he's understandably tentative. He's not the most confident runner. How many times do you hear about players who are injured in the modern day and they might come back from an ACL tear, for example, and it takes them an entire year after they've recovered from the injury to come back because they play that next season. They don't have the confidence. Keith Byers is that same kind of problem. But here's the thing. In that third year, 1988, Buddy Ryan has a light bulb moment. And it's through an interesting tidbit of information that typically doesn't mean much. Keith Byers played tight end in high school. Not a big deal, right? When you're an elite athlete, you play all sorts of positions all the time. If you look at Lane Johnson, for example, with the Philadelphia Eagles, he played tight end, he played quarterback, he played defensive end. Uh, He could have been the head coach for all I know. So Keith Byers played tight end in high school. Buddy Ryan, now in his third year as a head coach and third year with Keith Byers, who was his first ever draft pick, finally finds this information out and says, let's roll with it. And so Keith Byers goes from a stuttering, struggling running back to the beginnings of, this is sort of that origin story of one of the most prolific, or I should say, because not prolific, and, and oddly not so, but one of the most adaptable, one-stop shopping players that the NFL has ever experienced. Because what happens in the first two seasons of Byers' career, where he's injured and playing more of a a role than dominating or or really locking down a starting position, he'd only started a total of 16 games in his first two years. He had a total of 32 receptions. In 1988, after they find out that he was a tight end in high school, and they start running him out, on more routes in practice, and moving him around a little bit more in the formations. Keith Byers starts 16 games. He rushes for 517 yards. And he has 72 receptions. 72 for 705 yards and four touchdowns. It's a really good season. He's finally living up to the potential 
of being a first-round pick. And think about that, too, the bust factor. You have to imagine the vitriol of a guy who's not putting together anything close to that reputation that he had at Ohio State, where he single-handedly is winning games with five touchdowns in one shoe. Now he's starting to figure it out. Buddy Ryan had figured it out. And from here, Keith Byers evolves from you know the shopping mall to Walmart because he picks up more receptions, and it's not just out of the backfield. Now he's getting some time at wide receiver. Now he's seeing a snap or two here at tight end. He's expanding. And it gets better because in that 88 season, he had 72 catches. He does it in 1989. He has 68. And in 1990, he has the most remarkable season. And not just because he continues to thrive in the passing game, but because he also has one of the most iconic moments in Eagles history. And it's a very curious story. You see Keith Byers at Ohio State makes a best friend right off the bat. His name is Pepper Johnson. And it's sort of like the fox and the hound, if you ever saw that movie as a kid. It's a, it's a cop and a robber being best friends. Because Pepper Johnson is a linebacker. And Byers is a running back. So naturally, you're going to square up against each other all the time. But Byers and Johnson have such a unique and, and fun relationship. Because... They meet each other prior to the start of Ohio football getting together in 1982. Their rookie years, their freshman years together. They get paired up as roommates. And they get along right off the bat. So much so that when it becomes time for them to practice against each other, they refuse to hit. Think about that. They would actually, in the middle of a practice, Keith Byers gets the handoff. He's coming around the edge, and here's Pepper Johnson, and he's going for him. And when they meet these two forces, they stop right in front of each other, pat each other on the shoulder pads, end of the play. They wouldn't hit each other. And Pepper Johnson actually had a quote talking about this whole thing, and he said, I knew I wouldn't be able to live with myself if some freak accident happened to Keith and I was the cause of it. And Keith Byers said the same thing. He said, if I was supposed to block Pepper, I wouldn't hit him. If Pepper had a clean shot at me, he would just stop. And Coach Earl would go ballistic. And rightfully so. When you see your players, and this is 1982 through 1986, You're going to see these guys not hit each other in practice? Your star running back and your star captain linebacker? It was a very interesting relationship these two have. And they take these separate paths before this big iconic moment where Keith Byers gets drafted to the Eagles in the first round and 10th pick. Pepper Johnson gets drafted 
to the New York Giants. And so, again, you already have this conflicting relationship, and it gets even more so. They're playing each other twice a year, and now they have to hit. And so in 1990, they get this peculiar situation where on November 25th, they have a very big game against each other. The Giants and the Eagles are two teams with playoff aspirations. The Eagles are 6-4. and four. They're on a four-game winning streak. They're feeling pretty good about themselves. The Giants are feeling really good about themselves. With a 35-year-old Phil Sims at the quarterback position, the Giants are 10-0. and 0. They are rolling. And the one play that sticks out from this game, once you see it, it's, there's so many great hits in Eagles history. You think of Chuck Benerick in the uh, championship game where he lays out Frank Gifford. You think of Brian Dawkins, maybe against Michael Vick and Algie Crumpler. You think of Sheldon Brown and Reggie Bush. I've seen all of those hits. And then I saw the hit on Pepper Johnson. And to understand what happens here, Randall Cunningham drops back. And he doesn't see anyone. So he scrambles to his right. And he's going down the sideline. And Keith Byers had been lined up at tight end. Because what do you know? The guy's freaking great at everything. And so he goes out for a pass pattern, and he sees Randall coming up the field, which is not a surprise. Randall Cunningham does this all the time. He's the Eagles' leading rusher four seasons in a row. So Keith Byers does something that happens all the time. He comes back towards his quarterback and lays a monster block. Happens to be against Pepper Johnson. And Pepper Johnson goes into the air. He's spinning around. It's, to say it's a ragdoll is an oversimplification. But it, it's fantastic. And it's on YouTube, and I highly recommend watching it. So that hit, it, it's so monstrous that it's not just as a fan, because fans, you always get excited when you see a big hit, right? It, you high-five someone next to you. Oh, my God, that was unbelievable. Buddy Ryan, after Keith Byers knocks out his best friend in Pepper Johnson, he calls timeout. And it's not an injury thing. It's not a courtesy thing to the other team. It's pure bloodlust. They wanted to see the replay. I'm not even kidding. They, they called a timeout. To see the replay on the big screen. They were that enamored by the hit. It was that spectacular and powerful. And you know what happens after the game? After Keith Byers has publicly, nationally embarrassed his best friend in a tough division game. The first loss of the season for the Giants on the year. You know what happens? They have Thanksgiving dinner together. Him and Pepper are best friends. I mean, it's it's that strong of a relationship. They end up being godfathers to each other's kids. They are incredibly close. And it's so cool because for Keith Byers, 
it just the play exemplifies everything that he's able to do in this one beautiful moment. It's being a running back that's lined up at tight end, getting down the field, and doing it quickly, and being able to have the awareness and recognize that Randall Cunningham is down the field, find the angle to get there, and lay the monstrous block. Wide receiver, running back, tight end, fullback, all together in one play. And it doesn't just stop there, because this is the 1990 season where Keith Byers you know, is doing great. 81 catches, 819 yards on the season with three touchdowns to go along with 37 rushes and, and 140 yards on the ground. He also passes in this season, and Keith Byers goes four for four in the passing game for the Philadelphia Eagles in 1990. He gets four touchdowns out of it, and I I think he throws like 58 yards. It's just spectacular, so 53 yards. But it's such an impressive thing for an impressive guy, and this Ability, this one-stop shopping is something that gives him a long and prosperous career because in 1992, so two years after this, uh, Keith Byers, who has already adjusted to becoming more of a fullback with the Eagles than a running back, he's starting to become a tight end because Keith Jackson, who was the Eagles' primary tight end, he goes and leaves for Miami. So now Keith Byers has gone from running back to fullback to tight end as his more formal position. When he reaches free agency in 1993, he signs with Miami. He actually follows Keith Jackson and becomes a fullback again, where he's a fullback for a couple of years. In 1996, when Jimmy Johnson takes over the Dolphins, Keith Byers is a tight end again. He starts four games for them as a tight end, and then he's cut. And you'd think, okay, well, he's old. This is the end of the line. He's 33 years old. It's understandable. No, not the case. Keith Byers, who can still bring it at this age, he signs with the New England Patriots, and he goes as a tight end. And he's a contributor to them in a meaningful way. He ends up having four catches for maybe 43 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So he's still a worthwhile role player. He stays with New England for another year in 97. This being under Bill Parcells, by the way, Drew Bledsoe, Curtis Martin. So he gets to be in that tree and gets to, again, as a free agent in 1998, he signs with the New York Jets. And this is so cool. Because there, there's certain ways, it, it's, it's sad and it's awesome at the same time. Keith Byers follows Bill Parcells, who was his coach in 1996, that Super Bowl year, and had a blowout with Robert Kraft, goes to the Jets. Keith Byers, ultimately as a free agent, goes and joins Bill Parcells. And that happens all the time with coaches. They sign players that they're familiar with. So Keith Byers who is a fullback now again from being a tight end, well, he joins the Jets as a fullback in 1998. Someone else who had joined the New York Jets just a year before, what do you know? It's Pepper Johnson. So he gets to play with his best friend in 1998. They're finally on the same team after all these years apart since Ohio State in 1985-86 when they graduated. 
So they get to play this year together. And not only is it a good year, it's a great year. So Bill Parcells, Curtis Martin had also made the shift from New England to the Jets. Keyshawn Johnson's on this team. Vinny Testaverde is on this team. All of these guys get together and put together a solid year for the Jets. They go 12-4 and and make their way into the postseason. In fact, they get to the AFC Championship game where they're playing the Denver Broncos led by John Elway and they're up 10 to nothing. And unfortunately, for Keith Byers and for Pepper Johnson, it doesn't end so well. That 10-0 lead, shutting out Denver in the first half, something that hadn't been done in maybe two or three years. It had been a while. Denver was a very good team then. Terrell Davis was on that team, Shannon Sharp. They end up losing, and it's a 23-10 loss. And unfortunately for Keith Byers... He's actually part of the reason why. The Jets had six turnovers in that game, Keith Byers being one of them. Broncos get ahead. They never look back. They end up going to the Super Bowl and winning it. But Keith Byers gets to play that last season with his best friend in Pepper Johnson. And and after the season's over, he actually re-signs with the Philadelphia Eagles for a day and retires with a guy that he was drafted with in Seth Joyner in 1998. So Keith Byers, to go through all this, at the end of his first, he's a running back, right? Like, you look back at all this stuff. He starts as a Heisman-caliber running back that lost to a quarterback with the miraculous Hal Mary. He goes from that to a guy who can't be in the league, hardly. Then he goes to a very high-quality receiving threat, and then he becomes an excellent blocker and a fullback, and then he's getting some work at wide receiver, and he becomes a tight end, and he continues to play for all of these years, bringing so many different elements to the field. It's really impressive. Passing four for four in that one season in 1990, and he actually... Threw, threw a number of passes in his career for running back. He had 13 attempts. He was 6 for 13 with six touchdowns and only one interception. So he had a lot of abilities. One-stop shopping has kind of been the theme here, and he's it. Just such an impressive athlete, and it's so often in the NFL that guys can maybe do two things. You know, a running back beefs up and becomes a fullback. Or a guy that's a, a tight end maybe occasionally goes into the backfield and plays fullback. But he's not carrying the ball. He's not throwing the ball. He's not lining up at wide receiver. Keith Byers was everywhere on the field at all times. He even had a quote once where he said, People ask me what position I play. And I say, Offense. I never wanted to be a one-dimensional player. I never wanted to be the guy who goes in the game and people say, okay, now they're going to run it because that's all he can do. When I'm out there, I want the defense to worry about everything I can do. Everything is right. And so Keith Byers with a, adding up the numbers now, you know, 13-year career, really truly impressive and it started with the Philadelphia Eagles and from a little twitch of 
just finding out that he was a tight end in high school. I mean, that little fact changed so much about his career and provided an ultimate weapon of sorts. It's very cool, and, and it resulted in Keith Byers when he retired. He was the leading running back all time in receptions. And he finished his career with 610. So for a guy who had such a good career and played for so long, he was in the league in 1998, not even 20 years ago. And part of the shame of that is his versatility, the playing tight end and linebacker and running back. It's moving around. You don't get to pile up all the stats in a way that typical players do. When you're not a running back your whole career, well, your rushing yards aren't going to be all that high. Your receptions are going to be taken away a little bit. When you're such a good blocker, you can't be doing those things. So you're not racking up the numbers. And so his versatility is almost so good that it becomes why he's lost in time. And so it's so good to dust him off and bring him to daylight. And so I hope you've enjoyed Upon Further Review. I am Vince Quinn, and you can find me at It's Vince Quinn. And, and we've talked about one-stop shopping. And so uh, you get that here in Keith Byers, all those tools, all those things you need. And with Eagles coverage, you're getting the same thing with Bleeding Green Nation. So make sure you stay with BGN Radio, all the podcasts. John Bartrett does a great job with getting all these different people to come on the show, scouts and all that, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Galton. There's there's always good opinions and things, so make sure to keep it with BGN Radio. And uh, thanks again for being with the show, and I hope to talk to you next week. Take care.